0: I'm Jerry Durham, and I'm Andrew Rothschild, and we are the Healthcare Disruption Podcast, bringing you information, ideas, and thoughts from the outer edges of healthcare, and sometimes even from outside of healthcare, where the true changes will occur. What we believe is the singular focus on the patient will bring about the only true change in healthcare. Thank you for coming, and enjoy today's show. Welcome back to the Healthcare Disruption Podcast. I'm Jerry Durham, and yet again, missing my sidekick, my Robin, to my Batman, uh, Mr. Andrew Rothschild, but uh, we talk frequently, it's just a matter of getting us coordinated, and we will be back together very soon as we coordinated this morning. So today, I am excited to um, move a little deeper into uh, things that I'm seeing are oh so important and learning every day that they're more important than I could have ever imagined in my 25 years at healthcare because in healthcare, the real world doesn't matter and other industries don't matter. So with that said, I didn't pay attention to other industries until probably about six or seven years ago. So today I've got Alex. Alex, how do you say your last name, young man? Engar. Engar. Alex Engar. And Will, how do you say your last name? Body. By <laughs> Will, Will Boyd. Yeah. <laughs> I had to do that. So Will Boyd, Alex Ingar, and they have, I'm going to tell you right now, let's just get to the chase. Um, they're both really nice guys. They're cool to talk to, but that's not why I have them on here. They have started a new business, and I've watched this in a very short amount of time grow and become something bigger, as I learned from them, bigger than they thought it might even get to. So they have started a company called healthy funnel and for lack of a better term, it is a I'm going to call it a lead generation Tool world business. What do you what, what are you guys calling it besides healthy funnel? What it what what is it?
1: Yeah, well, I think that's a good way of putting it, Jay. I think we're we're our goal is to increase lead generation for
0: okay.
1: prospective Clients in and, and particular in the healthcare world
0: good let's um let's i'm going to define that term you guys jump into uh, just in the context for this podcast uh the healthcare disruption podcast because everybody hopefully has heard the whole story has heard my emphasis on the front desk and the sales team and everything like that and really what that is for everybody listening that's lead conversion that is taking someone who found your phone number or email and emailed and called your office that's lead conversion now having that conversation Lead generation is them finding your number, finding your office, finding out what you were about so they willfully, wantfully, beyond a reasonable doubt, regardless of cost, wanted to call your office. And lead generation is new to healthcare because before everybody used to call and say one thing, are you in network? And now it doesn't fucking matter, people, because with a $5,000 deductible, it doesn't fucking matter if you're in or out of network, and that's the other big, dirty, dark secret we'll take up some other day, is at this point in time, you better figure out what value you're delivering and who you're delivering it to, and once you figure out those two things, then that's where Alex and Will can really come in because they're gonna make sure they find the right people for you. So boys, why don't you share your story because I met you on Facebook, in the Facebook group, maybe you can share a little bit about that, and talk about how you guys got to where you are. And also, I want the context of how long you've been out of school and what you were doing before school. Okay, please. Thank you.
2: <laughs> so, uh, I guess I'll start. Uh, I'm Alex Sangar and we actually met Jerry at CSM this past year, very briefly, uh, which is where I was just getting into all of this world. So, I graduated shortly after CSM. It was May of this year. So, I've been out, what, maybe all of six, seven months or so from school. And for me, I just knew really early on in school that I wasn't going to be a full-time clinician and that at some major level, uh, the digital world is going to play a a big role in my career. And so I I was talking to Will about this earlier. It's been almost two years, I think, since I bought my first online course that was not at all PT related. Uh, It was actually an online course course. And I had this idea that I'll dive into physical therapy. Once I become licensed and I'll create a course related to back pain or running. And that's actually why I went to CSM. I went there with the intent of learning about running at this high level so that I could import this stuff into an online course. And that's where I started meeting people like yourself, like Greg Todd, who opened my idea of what a physical therapist can accomplish online outside of necessarily kind of the clinical side of things. And so for me, I wanted to learn this because I almost had this fear of being relegated to something that I knew I didn't want to do super long-term. And as I started learning all these skills, I realized, well, gosh, there aren't a ton of people in PT doing this. There's only a handful. Like really, when you think about it, there's, there's probably five or six people teaching this stuff in PT. And as Will and I got together and started talking through this because we had a shared interest in it, we, we figured, hey, there's not really anyone teaching the how-to behind all of this. Like when I went to install my first Facebook Pixel, which if you know about digital marketing, you know well what that is. If you don't, it's like, what the heck, Facebook Pixel? And it took me like 20 minutes just to find a video on how to do it. And then another hour and a half to, to do this tiny little task. I was like, this is stupid. I could teach someone how to do this so much faster. So I made a video about it and posted it out to some friends and uh, and people who were uh, trying to figure out this digital marketing stuff. They thought, oh, this is great. You should teach more of this. And I was like, this is so easy, guys. I'm just like screen sharing what I'm doing. But we quickly found that that is severely lacking in PT, the, the how to actually digital market. And so that's my story. And I'll let Will sort of finish the how we got to where we are today because it's, it's been a crazy ride, Jerry. It really has.
1: Yeah, so just like Alex, uh, I... I was in school and I realized I kind of had this sense of um, dissatisfaction with the profession. I think a lot of it came down to, uh, I've always been a big fan of psychology. And during my rotations, I always felt like we were, I felt like the best PTs I saw were more psychologists than they were physical interventionists. And that really got me thinking, you know, do I, do I need to even be in the room to make a difference with this person? Do I just need to figure out how to connect with them psychologically? And then I started a podcast out of just pure sort of resentment of school. I uh, had no idea it would lead to anything. We got to meet people like you, Jerry, who hopped on and, and helped build it. And uh, we just got incredible feedback about being real. And we never talk about treatments or anything. We just talk about the psychology of, of human behavior, of, of how we do things. And, uh, and then it led to a small company hiring me to do podcast editing for them. And that's where I sort of realized, like, wow, I didn't even know I could make money doing this. And, uh, and that just let me down the road of, okay, this podcast thing, there's something to it. I need to figure out how to get the word out there, how to leverage it, how to build relationships online with people, how to network, how to get someone like Jerry Durham to share our episodes, right? Which you think, Oh, Jerry, you'll just do that. But you know, you have to think about building relationships. How do you do that in an online setting? And that's where Alex and I just started connecting and we started talking. We thought let's start a Facebook group and teach people this stuff because I think separately, Alex and I were getting, dozens of messages a week from people asking for help to do one thing or another but can you help me build my website can you help me install my facebook pixel can you help me figure out what's wrong with my facebook ad and alex and I eventually were like man you know we should we should team up on this because we're we're in the same field we get the same questions all the time we should start a facebook group where we can just teach people how to do these basic steps and they'll have a library and then from that, it's it's led to clients who have, who have sought us out. And really, we're just, it's been amazing. We're up to 500 members now in our group who are, um, you know, we have like a, an activity rate or engagement rate of like 94% of those 500 people are, are engaging in content. So it's been a lot of fun. We just like to educate and it's sort of led to this business that we we didn't even foresee happening. So it's just cool to be sitting here with you, Jerry, to talk about this stuff. We Alex and I used to just kind of geek out on this for... <laughs> hours by ourselves and didn't know who to talk to so it's uh, it's cool to just meet someone else who we can chat with this
0: yeah that's cool so wait a minute will i'm i probably missed it i apologize how long you been out of school
1: oh i didn't say I, i've been out of school since december of last year
2: so
0: so just coming up on a year yeah just coming and up alex white you're at three four months you said uh, i'm in about six seven months right now yeah six seven cool Good, 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 good. Yeah, you know, so just so people, uh, what's the name of the Facebook group, you guys?
1: Healthcare Digital Marketing.
0: Okay, good deal. So I jumped in, I got invited in, I don't remember, I asked to be in because I was like, hmm, what's this? And yeah, I met Alex at CSM, and just for context, you know, we started talking, he had a lot of energy and passion, like Someone else I know on this uh, podcast. And so I was immediately attracted to him and immediately just the, the conversation started going down more the path of digital marketing and lead generation and info marketing. If anybody knows that dirty word, um, you know, so it was cool. So really, um, I think we connected really well and then found him on Facebook afterwards and saw what he was posting and was like, hmm, this guy knows more than I do about this stuff. Not that I knew a lot, don't get me wrong, but definitely knew more than I do. So I was watching this stuff, engaging with this stuff, and then got in healthcare digital marketing. And I'm not gonna lie because these guys know I posted a post last week about how helpful it is to the profession and it's just phenomenal. And Alex is not, uh, Alex is not um, exaggerating. He said five, I was probably gonna say three to four. So I think Alex may have exaggerated by one, but nobody is doing this. And again, if anybody has heard me speak on my podcast or at PPS, I'm of the opinion and thought and belief that the only way we're gonna be successful is to join people earlier on their journeys. And the only way to join them earlier on their journey is to be where they are. And guess where they are, people? They're on Facebook, they're on Twitter, they're on Instagram, they're on Snapchat, they're in the digital world, they're on their email every day, right? They're at their mailbox every day. So how do we carry this stuff over? So on that note, guys, of joining people earlier in their journey and helping these physical therapists with their digital issues, and I'm doing the quotes thing, they can see (laughs) with my fingers, you know, helping them in the digital world, how is this going to help. Let, let's let's go high level. How is this going to help the profession? And I think I teed this up for you guys, but how is lead generation and digital marketing going to help the profession of physical therapy?
2: Man, I, I just want to say, I think one of the biggest things is knowing how to talk to people in a way that they understand. Like that, that for me is one of the biggest issues coming out of PT school, especially is being comfortable talking to people the level that they can get. And you don't realize how bad you are at it until you jump in front of a camera and listen to yourself after the fact and think, crap, Like I can't explain back pain to someone in real terms unless I really think about it. And so for me, this whole like digital marketing thing is, I guess, a little bit of a mirror for us to look at as a profession and awesome. say, how That's can awesome. we better message from the outset? Because if you start talking to people and, and you're diving into... I mean, like, take chronic pain, for example. Like, how do you explain chronic pain to someone in a way that makes sense, that they feel comfortable with coming to you, that you're not going to be demeaning towards them, but that you get them? That's tough, man. That's really tough. And so I think that digital marketing offers us a, a way to to sort of look at how we're doing in that. But I mean, you, you did, you teed up the question. In order to be able to to lead, Jen, right, in order to be able to get new business, we're going to have to be in the places where patients are. And so... I think fundamentally as a profession, we need to get comfortable in places where we haven't been comfortable before and we're seeing big shifts on that. We're seeing more and more people within PT jump online and starting to have a presence on there and I think that's only, that's only going to grow over the next couple of years and you think even five years down the road, we're going to have to have a really major presence online in order to be relevant in people's health.
0: That's a great point and before I jump to you, Will, I want to remind the listeners here, you know, he started in about that reflection on you. And if the best way to let someone know what you do is to talk about back pain on a video on Facebook, then think about what Alex said at the beginning. If you can't talk about back pain while looking into a camera and sharing a video where someone scrolling down your feed who has back pain is going to stop and want to engage you. If you don't think it's about That way you're communicating, you're sadly mistaken. Um, Because as Alex said too, how do we talk to people? And Alex knows we were talking about this. um, I'm reading a book about advertising. And the greatest connectors are advertisers it's plain and simple. They're not healthcare providers. So I recommend finding, you know, a book, uh, this gentleman named McCullier, C-O-L-L-I-E-R. And I forget his first name, but it was, it was how to write letters or how to write by Collier. And it's how to connect with people. All right. And that's what this stuff was about. So, so this is, and Alex brought up a great point. Digital marketing makes people become better presenters. It makes them be able to share their words. As my wife likes to say, use your words, Jerry. Um, it makes us focus on how are we connecting with this person on the other side of the paper, of the other side of the computer, of the other side of the microphone, who could very well use our services someday. Because remember, you're the voice of the profession at that point. You're the face of the profession at that point. So this stuff is This is big. And that's why I asked these guys to be on here. And it's not just oh, legion is important to get someone in the patient experience properly. It's big because it's good for the profession. All right. Well, what do you think about digital marketing and you know what it's doing for the profession?
1: I think going off of, of Alex, I think there are a few things that are critical. One is we're at a place in time where we're, you know, marketing to the consumer directly is never been easier, right? Never been more accessible. The idea that you've got to get a referral from a physician has never been as low as it is right now. And I would even argue, and this is a weird thing to think about, but as Alex was talking, I was just thinking, you know, honestly, if I moved to a new town and I wanted to get a referral from a physician, instead of buying them lunch, I would actually create Facebook videos and target healthcare Facebook groups in my, in my community. And I, I bet you, you'd get contacted by a doctor if they saw you enough times, saw that you knew your stuff, because guess what? Getting past that secretary and that physician doesn't want to see you in person, take up their time. They just want the free lunch. They'll see you on Facebook. That's where they're at. That's where they're spending time. When you're at that front desk, they're actually in their back room on their phone checking out Facebook waiting for you to leave so you can they can get your lunch. And so that, that
0: is awesome. You're so
1: right. Oh my god, that's awesome. It's critical and I think the one thing that Alex, you know, Alex has helped me really realize too is that the language we use to sell people on what physical therapy is, is we're so used to the words of like evaluation and treatment and oh, interventions, man. words that typically are scary, right? You know, we've, we've sort of gone in this approach of like a competitive nature in a sense of how does your body stack up? You know, how does your body, how are you compared to the rest of the country, right? Cause we can assess that. And, and that's just language that says, Ooh, how do I st-? you know, Alex, Alex is the one who showed me sort of this tactic of, how do I stack up? Ooh, I, I want to know. I want to know where am I? Where do I fit? Cause we want to identify with things. I don't identify with an evaluation. I don't identify with treatment, right? I view that as purely what's wrong with me. And now we're talking about a negative experience. What is wrong with me versus how do I stack up, right? Maybe I'll be good. And there could be a positive end game in that. And so I think we're at this place that's amazing with digital marketing where we have a chance to change the narrative of what is the service that we provide?
0: So you guys just did an excellent job of bringing everything full circle in a sense of, you know, the more I read advertising materials, the more I read marketing materials, the more I read about how to write a sales letter, the more I read about customer retention, I'm finding out that the advertisers and the marketers know, I mean, it's like reading a biopsychosocial paper. It's no different. They understand the people. And so you guys with no, you know, I didn't know this before peoples, um, you know, you guys nailed that perfectly and your point of how to connect with that provider, right? This is meeting people where they want to be using their language. And by the way, as Will didn't mention, but I know obviously he implied was when you're doing a Facebook video for a provider, you're going to use different language because now that provider is your customer as opposed to the other one. How do you stack up that person? who could be our client, customer, patient, none of the above, right? Mm-hmm. Who just wants information is the customer. So knowing your customer, knowing that you're going to connect with emotions, right? This is all stuff I learned from, from yeah, this Yeah. And, Go and, for and it I hear
2: this a lot from people as, as I'm encouraging them to get online more. They think, well, I, I don't want to look like an idiot in front of the other therapists. And that's, that's a real concern, right? Other therapists are going to start seeing your content online and sure you might get picked apart, But that's not your audience, y'all. Like, (laughs) sure, if you want therapists to come into your clinic, market to therapists, but you want people. You want regular people to come see you. You need to use the language. You need to use the incentives that get regular people to know you, to like you, and to trust you. Stop worrying about what other clinicians are going to say about how you're messaging things. Message to the people that you care about getting to see you and stop worrying about everyone else. Cause you're, you're exactly right. You can't market to everyone at the same time with the same piece of content. So don't, don't try, don't worry about it.
0: Yeah. Don't even worry about it. Um, so let's, uh, I, I think that was awesome. And anybody listening right now, how long are we in here? Cause you could just roll back. You could stop it there. You could start this thing over and just listen to that first part again. And you'd have huge takeaway. So I think what we'll do here is we'll go into another, why do I have no timer? Where the hell? Oh, well. Um, so I think we'll go into, uh, the next part. Let's talk about the business side a little more. And you guys know, I, I did prep these guys for this because there is some intent on my part to talk about lead generation and how it plays a role in the patient experience. Um, because, as any good lead generation person knows, as any good lead conversion person knows, aka salesperson knows, the better the lead generation, the easier the job inside the experience is. So, and I say inside meaning, you know, if they connect with your ad on Facebook, I'll call that outside, and then and then once they connect with you and your brand, and then want make a choice to buy your product, I'm going to call that inside, and that's that lead conversion side. So, any good. Any good business person understands that good lead generation um is a solution big time to a problem. So let me um I'm just gonna throw this out to you guys. Maybe if you don't have an answer, we'll just be honest. But you know, tell me what you're running into. Uh and I will I'll I'll pitch it out there just a little bit. What what I'm running into are practice owners who don't know their target and don't know their unique service proposition, and then therefore how do we do lead generation without that? So let me ask you that question. How do we do lead generation without knowing your target customer or your unique service proposition?
1: So you start, you start with having to coach that, right? You start with having to explain why it's so important. You know, we, Alex and I work with a client who uh, was able to narrow down their target uh, person to the name. They'd even name that person. Yeah, I love and, it. Uh, it was great, right? We had mm-hmm. an idea who we were looking for. And so that made things so much easier when we thought about, I don't know what to write, I don't know what kind of content to put out there. What would, whatever the name of your, of your avatar. Let's go with is,
0: Betty, let's go with Betty, dude.
1: So you'll hear people use the word avatar a lot. That's just sort of a representation of who your ideal audience would be, or your ideal customer. And so we start talking. And I think a lot of times it comes down to fear because I think a lot of us as PTs who are moving out into our own are thinking, well, first I want to be able to treat everyone just so I can make enough money, right? And and so that's just fear projecting out there that I'm not going to be able to do it and I I need to reach out to everyone instead of having the patience and trust that who it is you want to serve, it's going to take a little bit more time. But when we get there, we're going to hit them and we're going to hit them hard and you are going to be the person to serve that audience. So I think it's a lot of coaching into helping someone see the bigger picture of in order to create lead generation, to find people that are going to fit you We've got to understand who you are, right? Who who you are and who you want to serve, and um, that's that's just having a conversation, you know. And that's about self reflection, um, which which isn't always easy, but I think it's something that's necessary. We always get more of a positive response after we've gone through that conversation.
0: Alex, I think oh, you that- want to add to that because I got a follow up for you, um, Alex. So answer your part, and then I'm going to make you answer another question. Okay, so just real quick, I think that. We're in the opportunity, we have the opportunity now with, uh,
2: let, let's take an abundance mindset to this. Yeah. Abundance mindset means that there's plenty to go around, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that there's there's only 10 patients in the entire city that could come see me, but I, I believe that there's enough for me to to pick who I want to see and be able to survive from that or be able to thrive from that. So taking an abundance mindset with this, I think we should be able to choose the type of people we want to work with as a clinician. If you want to work with runners, work with runners. If you want to work with geriatric population, work with them. Choose it. Like Will was saying, you have to, you have to define that. And I think we're at the point now where clinicians can and should be able to, to choose what type of person they want to be working with. So it's up to you. Who, who do you get along best with? Who do you most enjoy working with? Start seeking out those people. Start with them. We'll mention a customer avatar. You can have multiple, but start with one. And I think we overcomplicate things so much. That's Um, called physical.
0: That's why we call it physical therapy, dude. (laughs) That's the definition of physical therapy. We (laughs) overcomplicate.
2: So, so start with one, figure out if it's that runner, figure out if it's the low back pain or if it's the post TKA patient that you love to work with, you know, and and then start there, market to that patient group and, build up your patient base with that, build up marketing materials for that, and then move to a second one, but start somewhere with
0: one group. So let me ask you, Alex, uh, can, can, are you, can you sell physical therapy? Is physical therapy something we can sell? Is it, is it unique? Is it a service proposition? Is it valuable? Can we sell physical therapy? Yeah, this is, this is great because I just
2: got off a conversation with Joe Ranke from FitBucks who was talking about being a patient in physical therapy and they told him how much it was per hour. And I think he said it was 75 per hour. And he thought, well, I can look across the street and I can see the massage therapist that's charging me this per hour. And I can see like, what am I getting charged for a stim or for this heat pack and it's like when you break it down like that, when you, when you just sell physical therapy, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. You're making yourself a commodity, right? And so, I, I mean, you teed this one up for me too easily, Jerry. You're too nice here. But yeah, I don't think you can sell or should be selling physical therapy. You should be selling the solution to whatever the problem is that your target customer has.
0: solution Figure out where based they want to be, out
2: where they're at now, and you are the bridge to that new state that they want to be
0: in. Sell the outcome, sell the outcome, sell the outcome. It's funny, sell the outcome. So who's ever listening to this, I got I got into the discussion last week on this. We're not selling an outcomes measure. Can you hear me? We're not selling an outcomes measure. We're selling the outcome they want. The outcome is I can't play golf with my buddies on Wednesday and I can't pick up my grandchild. Pretty Fucking easy to figure out what the goddamn outcome is without a fucking outcomes registry, people, okay? You measure your outcomes however you do it. I get it, there are tools, but you better write those down and you better know when they arrive. So if you're selling people, if you're engaging Alex and Will to do your lead generation and they're telling people through their words, through the words that you guys figured out that the focus here at ABC Physical Therapy is we focus on only your goals. And when they show up, if you don't reference their goals that you got off the first phone call, you're already going downhill. You're not delivering on your value proposition. You asked Alex and Will to sell that for you. They sold it for you. You got a phone call. You didn't handle the phone call properly, right? So this is all a process. We're back to Jerry gets to rant about the patient experience now. So this is where we map this out. And the first thing I'm going to ask you when we sit down and map out your patient experience is this. Who's your target market? Who's your, what is your, and what are you selling to them? So I say, who are you selling to and what are you selling them? USP, your unique service proposition in your target market. And if you already work with Alex and Will, then that's done and we can move forward. Yet, I can't train someone in your office how to sell physical therapy. Not only can I not, I won't. Because now it's a commodity and now it's a race to the bottom. Now you tell me I didn't do what I promised because everybody still wants to know the price. And that's because you don't know what you're selling. So yeah, clear and simple. And I think one of the big mistakes
2: that, that I made early on and that I see other people making is they're jumping into digital marketing is trying to sell people what they need rather than selling them what they want, right? Sell them what they want sell them the idea that they will get back to their health by working with you, whatever, but then give them, deliver what they need. They don't want knee extension exercises three times a week. They don't want necessarily, they probably don't want ultrasound or laser, right? Like those aren't things that they want inherently. So that's why your marketing and all your messaging, I feel like throughout should focus on their wants while delivering what they actually need
1: to piggy up back off, off of Alex and I think what's probably even I guess more more interesting to me is that we I think what we see a lot of is people are guessing what people want instead of yeah. asking instead of asking or, or doing research we live in a time where you've got you know Facebook groups you've got all these communities where people are giving data right they're giving information about what their pain points are what they want if you go into a back pain Facebook group the people there will tell you what they want. They'll tell you what they want to get back to. And you just use that language, right? You reverse that language instead of putting it in a problem scenario of, you know, I, I want this, then you just say, Do you want this? And and it can honestly start as simple as that. And you so I think I think where we 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 kind of like you said, Jerry, you want to overcomplicate, I gotta think and get in their mind and figure it out. We live in a time where you don't even have to do that. You just have to go where they are and listen and be present and say, Oh, okay. You know, I'm seeing that Dave, my or Betty, my avatar, right? This is the 12th person that looks like Betty. She fits Betty's profile. She has said nine out of 12 times that she wants to get back to walking without a cane. I know exactly the wording I'm going to use to market to Betty, right? Like, hey, do you want to get back to walking without a cane? And I think that's where we, we, we want to overcomplicate this stuff. And, and I think we, we let our ego get in the way that we should know and be able to figure it out instead of listening to the, to the person on these platforms that are literally just free data.
0: Yeah, and let's, let's clarify a little bit here because you guys know that Alex and Will just know those last two things. By approaching people like this, you're not degrading your degree. You're not degrading your expertise. What you want is you have to connect with these people so you can deliver your expertise to them to get them to where they wanna be. And all we're doing is changing the verbiage. That's all, that's all. Again, that they're not, Alex nailed it, they're not buying You know what they need. What they need is physical therapy. Nobody buys physical therapy. So how am I gonna engage them to where they choose me as the expert who's gonna get them back to 18 holes of golf every Wednesday with their buddies and picking up their grandchild pain-free, right? That's the mindset because then, if you get that mindset then alex and will can do the work they need to do to make you successful so that i can then train you and your staff how to answer the phone properly and then once that as i told alex before we started recording once that target customer arrives in your clinic they're 51% better their outcome their their outcome i won't say it's decided but let's just say it's decided um because Because you just keep making promises and you keep delivering. I'm going to call you back in 48 hours. I call back in 24 hours. I'll get you that email in two days. You get it back in two hours. Oh, I'm going to get you your cost. I get you your cost. Oh, I'm going to make sure when you arrive, A, B, and C happens. Oh, I told you your PT's name. And when the PT steps up, they see you on time and they introduce themselves. You keep delivering. Now we're back to managing expectations, which we're not going to get to today. But this person's going to be better because... Through this program, you found the right person who wants to walk without a cane. They, they don't want better balance. They don't want better balance, people. Nobody wants better balance. They don't want to be on the fucking ground is what they don't want. And you wonder why the help I've fallen, I can't get up campaign is so popular. Because they showed someone on the ground saying help, I can't get up. And that was everybody's fear, not balance. All right, I'm done. You guys keep talking. <laughs> I mean, it all fits. It all fits. It, it just fits perfectly. That's why, again, I told these guys about two weeks ago. Is like this is something that's been missing for so long. Someone who's helping people, individuals of our profession. So, therefore, they're helping physical therapy get the word out to connect with more people in their community to let them know that there is a person who happens to be a physical therapist in their community that can help them get back to 18 holes of golf and picking up their grandchild pain-free.
1: Jay, I think, I think maybe what's important or someone listening out there might be wondering, okay, I figured out my USP, figured out my, my target, uh, you know, my avatar. What, what now, what happens? How does how do they go from that to now into my clinic? Right. And we've talked about getting them to you in the patient experience. And once it's there, it's decided, but there's this gap in between they're out there and getting to you and Really, what's amazing is with the data that we're able to collect, so using something like a Facebook pixel, you can use uh, you know, Google Analytics, we're tracking people that are coming to, let's say, your website or your Facebook page, right? And we're using this as a little data collector. It's essentially someone is leaving a little ticket at your door saying, Hi, I, was, I was here. And what's incredible is that what we can do is through education and nurturing them, we can track how frequently they're coming back, how frequently they're, how long they're staying for, where exactly on this process they're at. Are they spending time on your back pain page on your website? Are they spending time on your headache, right? If they're spending time on the headache page, I don't want to send them content that's about low back pain. I want to send them content about headaches. And that's what Alex and I do. We track all of that. And then what we do is create campaigns that are going to be targeted to that person who's on the edge of making.
0: Hey, 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 Will, define what a campaign is, please.
1: All right, a campaign is so having a, a, a campaign is essentially a strategy to get a person from point A to point B. So from not in your clinic to your clinic, a campaign is just a a strategy of content to get someone to make that decision to go from not in your clinic to seeing Jerry or being in the clinic. And so that's that's what we that's what we do, and that's why we call it a funnel, right? We take them from, from this big group of people, we narrow it down, okay? We narrow it down even further to who's actually interested, narrow it down to who's ready to make a decision. That person's ready to make a decision, that's the time they meet Jerry. And then that experience comes in and I just needed some confirmation or validation or a little bit of care, I'm in. I was on the verge, I needed it. That's essentially how this process works and that's why digital marketing is so important. Before, a, you could put a newspaper ad out there. Unless someone came in and said, hey, you know, I, I came here because I saw your newspaper ad. You're just guessing if that's working, right? Now we can we can actually track people's behavior digitally and understand more about them and what they need and what they want, which is essentially really what Alex and I do. Alex, any thoughts? I know I rambled for a bit.
2: No, you're, you're great. Will. I, I love that idea of what now. And I think we've talked a lot of, of, of larger scale. Like here's, here's how to think about marketing. I want to hone it in now. Let's bring it into what do I do over the next month in marketing? How do I create a campaign? Like we talked about, what do I physically do? So here's my recommendation. I like to think about online marketing in three ways. One, and I'll use the word traffic. When I talk about traffic, it's just eyeballs in front of your content. Okay. So it's people coming to your website. That's one thing. It's people reading with and engaging with social media, whether that's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. And it's paid advertising. Okay. So those are the three facets of, of digital marketing that I like to break, to break it down to: your website your social media, and your paid advertising. Now I get it. You don't maybe have all of that stuff built out yet, but here's my recommendation. Take the time to write one really good blog post that your Betty, that your ideal customer will really want to learn about. So if Betty has back pain, write something about back pain that is a really, really, really good, thorough look at Let's understand why you have this. Let's understand what you can start doing about it. I want to help you make sense of the issue that you're dealing with. And then you lead them to downloading what we call a lead magnet. All that is, is you could write an ebook, you could film a quick five minute video where you're discussing more about back pain. But the point of the blog post is to get someone to give you their name and email address in order to download that lead magnet, okay? That's where I would start with digital marketing. I would start with that. If you wanna learn how to write an effective blog post, join our group, Healthcare Digital Marketing on Facebook. If you wanna learn how to set up a free email list through MailChimp, which is one of the free uh, options out there, join our group, Healthcare Digital Marketing on Facebook. If you wanna learn how to film some videos or create an ebook that can end up being that lead magnet, join our group. Really it's stuff is overwhelming. We get that. Like when you're just diving into it, it's overwhelming. There are resources out there for free that will provide you if you're interested in it. Um, and then if you want more in-depth stuff, we have full in-depth trainings. We have a course that we've put out on all this stuff because we get it. We've been through the side of trying to figure out how this all works and that's why we're so sort of step-by-step. Step. Here's what to actually do oriented. Uh, and that's why we've
0: created all the resources we have. So if people uh, join the Facebook group, is that content downloaded or they just come in and ask for it and tag one of you guys?
1: Yeah, you can come in and tag us. I mean, there's a, what's great in the Facebook group is there's a search bar. And so you can in the search bar type in, if you're, you know, email marketing, or if you want to search for Facebook ads, or you can always message Alex and I, you I mean we're, we're, usually pretty available throughout the day and we're always happy to, to answer questions as best we can. And so, yeah, if, if you jump in just comment or tag us or say, Hey, I need help with this. Uh, I will say what's been amazing is the community that's involved and, and has sort of grown in that you know, Alex and I are always trying to answer questions, but we're one of just many who are willing to help right away. And it's been, uh, it's, been it's been really cool to see a family kind of grow
0: out of it. Alex, what is, um, so what's this course you're doing? You set a course.
2: Yeah. So we have a course. Essentially what happened is as we kept putting out all this information, we put out like tons and tons of video content for free in that course. And people were like, Holy cow, this is great. Where can we go to like download it all in one place? Cause Facebook's a terrible place to find content after it's been posted. And so we decided to start taking all of the stuff that we were posting and make it into an organized, succinct format where people can go and watch videos on how do I start a blog? How do I use WordPress to to put content out there? How do I start an email list? Uh, How do I run a Facebook ad? What's the first step in that? And then once I've done that, how do I start split testing so I can figure out what the best messaging is? So that's our course. We walk people through basically the the how-to of digital marketing. And that's something that has just been made available barely. We just sort of did our first beta test and, and opened it up to the public. Uh, if you're interested in that, you can jump in the Facebook group and, or or again, reach out to us. Um, but it's something that we feel like has been severely lacking in healthcare is a step-by-step, here's how to actually digital market. Uh, so if you're interested in that, reach out to us, get in the the uh, the group, and we're happy. We have all these little freebies that we've created from the big course. So if you have questions on on honestly, <laughs> pretty much any part of digital marketing, we've probably got free content. Uh, and eventually, you can you can lead up to to getting the whole course if that's something that
0: that works for you. Awesome. So let me bring this back around because people are probably. I don't think they're overwhelmed because I think we've done a good job here. But I want to be bring people back around to understand why these two guys are on a disruption. Well, I mean, it's pretty straightforward why they're on healthcare disruption podcast because like we said, there are only probably four or five people doing this in the whole profession. Doing it for the profession, not a marketing company who says they'll handle your SEO and your AdWords and do stuff. These are guys who are actually handling digital marketing. Those are different things. Um, so that's why they're on here. Let's, let's tie it back into this patient experience again, because I don't want people, I want you guys to go to the, I do want you to go to their Facebook group. It's, I mean, I hang out there. It's, you know, I, I'm at an age and a time when my brain is less malleable than most. So I've chosen the things I want to learn at this point point. and some of this stuff I don't want to learn yet. I'm there and I see what they're sharing and it is invaluable to the profession and people who, who know they need to do this and are looking because Alex said it best, and I quote, there's a lot of stuff out there and a lot of stuff to do, okay? So go there. Now, I want you to understand, because we tend to forget this in physical therapy, right? I want you to understand how this fits into the bigger picture. So here you are, you wanna do some digital marketing. You want more customers. Customers are people who pay money for your service and or product. All right. By the way, if you start a physical therapy business that treats patients, it's the same fucking thing. So get over the term. Um, so again, in the big picture, remember this. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of stuff. He's right. If I was getting into this now at 50 years old, it would be a lot of stuff and I'd be buying there. I'd. I'd be making him send me the course for free. We're not going to lie, but I would be spending my money to buy this course because I would want to learn how to start doing this today because hear me out the more energy. Okay. And I'm going to argue time. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Not time. Not time. The more energy and the more money you spend on this, the more successful you will be in your business. Run that back. And if you're too lazy to run it back, I'll say it again. The more energy and the more money you spend on what I call lead generation and everybody else calls lead generation on customer acquisition and you do it right and you have your target Betty and you, that probably didn't come out right. And you have your target market and you have your USP and then you're just drilling down and you have your nurture program and you have people three, four, five, six months later know that you are the right place. You will be more successful. All right. I'm the lead conversion guy. I'm the sales guy. I've constantly got people coming to me. I need help with my first phone calls. What's your USP? Who are you selling it to? Let me see your marketing. It's non-existent. And this becomes a a a what do you uh you know, a Mount Everest when we're talking about okay, maybe you got to climb over that hill over there. That'll take you about a day, and it ain't quite as cold, and people don't die when they do it. Okay. So So we're talking about making your business more successful is done on the front end. It's not done when the customer shows up the more prepared. Here's one of my favorite sayings. Your customer will arrive in your business the way you prepared them to. So the more work you do on the lead gen side, the more prepared they will arrive to spend their money and their time and their energy with you and then tell 300 other people. So that's how it all ties back in. And then you and I all know the only, the only um, factors that correlate with outcomes 100% of the time are expectations and therapeutic alliance. Here's the other argument I'll make. You're starting to build trust during the digital marketing campaign. You haven't even met this person. You have no fucking idea who they are and you're building trust. So you're building a therapeutic alliance before they've even come in contact with you. So all these great things happen, which makes their experience better, which makes your services better, which makes your facility better, which makes sure you can pay your bills, which then in turn you can do other things with. So that's how this all ties back together. What do you guys think? Any parting shots, guys? I'll give you both an opportunity. Okay, that's good. That's enough. You both talked enough. All right. No. Go for it. Go for it. I'm kidding. I would
2: just say with respect to what you just laid out, there is so much power. Imagine this happened in our clinic a couple of weeks ago. Imagine someone coming into your clinic and when you talk to them about one of your services, maybe it's your USP, maybe it's something you specialize in, and they say, Oh yeah, I saw all about that in your videos. I, I already watched all of them. I read your ebook. I know that I want to do that. Like I'm ready for it. Game over. Game over. Then you don't have to have that awkward sales conversation, you've done all of that work on the front end. That's a slam dunk client. They're prepared. They've made the decision before they even walk in the clinic. Game over. That's that's what marketing, really good marketing aims to do. And I know you've you've said this. I know Paul has said this. Education-based marketing is where it's at. If you focus your time and attention on giving as much value towards your potential customers as you can, the ones that do come in will be so much more prepared for the value that you have to offer them in clinic.
1: Yeah. I think, I think it's so powerful. I mean, Alex and I can attest to this. If you can build trust through educational marketing, people will pay you before they even show up for their visit. There you go. Yep. Great point. It's it's happening. It's not a theory. I mean, that happens. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing with, with our clients. I mean, we're, having people build trust, pay you before they even come because they've already come to the decision that they trust you enough.
0: Yeah, so, you know, a big take home, just clear your mind. Understand that this is all to bring the person from your community into your business that you can help the most to solve their problem. And again, we we beat that. So that's what this is all about. We need to be successful. I'll say this again. We need to join people earlier on their journey. Digital marketing allows us to do that. Um, great story from a guy named Scott Gilbert down in Arizona. He researches early on. He does digital marketing. He's got a CRM. He tracks all the people who uh, schedule. And he did a quick post on, in a Facebook group I'm in the other day and mentioned that a gentleman called, scheduled, for low back pain. Yes. Hello. This is so-and-so. I want to get scheduled for low back pain. Thank you. Click. Oh, big deal. Easy phone call. He's scheduled. Scott followed this guy back for 18 months. He clicked on his lead magnet on low back pain. The guy, no joke. This is God's honest, truth, people. The guy opened every single email Scott sent to him for let's say 17 months. And then in the 18th month, I want to get scheduled for physical therapy. How'd you hear about us? Oh, I think I saw you guys online. Yeah. So, so there is the value of this, right? That nurture program. And I don't want to go down another rabbit hole that I know we can, but the value of building that relationship. And by the way, I'm going to guess, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that guy got better. Just saying, (laughs) just saying. So, all right, boys, thank you very much. So it's, Tell me again the name of the business. Healthy Funnel. Healthy Funnel. Cool. The Facebook group?
1: Healthcare Digital Marketing. And the course is going to be at uh, healthyfunnel.com backslash digital marketing
0: course. Backslash, not forward slash?
1: some slash some type of
0: slash the all normal right. slash whatever that all is. right dude because that freaked me out because i'm so used to seeing forward slash so when you said back so forward by forward the way will say it again now
1: <laughs> it's uh
0: healthyfunnel.com forward slash digital marketing course i will make sure that shows up in the show notes for everybody and i thank you guys greatly for being on here this conversation was uh far exceeded my expectations um i think you guys are doing a great job and even a better job than i originally posted because you guys are bringing the right mindset to this and bringing it to healthcare and that education based marketing all of it so i really encourage everybody to get in the facebook group if nothing else i mean you guys got a high engagement rate but i'm going to tell people to get there and just just look and pay attention and see what's getting posted and, and click on some stuff and ask some questions and um You guys are doing great things. Thank you, Alex and Will. Hey, we appreciate your time, Jerry. Good, good, good. Thank you. All right. And that's it for today. Thanks all for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Healthcare Disruption Podcast. If you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes and write us a review. We'd love to uh, see your thoughts and opinions on this. And uh, if you really like what you heard, then why don't you subscribe so you make sure and get the – latest notifications every time we post a new episode if you want to stay in touch with jerry make sure and head on over to jerrydurhampt.com and click on the stay in contact button and i tend to hang out on instagram at jerrydurhampt and facebook at jerrydurhampt thank you for listening and we look forward to seeing you again bye-bye